Welcome to Fireside Knicks. My name is Alex with my host here, Brett Hanfling. Today, we want to talk about RJ Barrett. RJ freaking Barrett. What in a rise, a meteoric rise at the start of the new year. He's been an absolute stud ever since Julius Randle had, you know, his, his negative stuff to say. I really shoot back at the fans. And for the record, I don't blame Julius Randle. I would actually want to support him. I really want to be behind him and, and watch him play the best of his abilities. Because if you have RJ Barrett playing at this level and you have Julius Randle playing at the level we know he can play at, you're looking at a team that is legitimately a, a playoff contender. You go out in the trade deadline, maybe you go out to get a Jeremy Grant or a Miles Turner or a Cam Reddish, um, somebody to compliments coming here and provide some extra scoring. You're looking at a totally different team right now if, if all uh, cylinders are clicking. And I think that that's like the best of what the Knicks are. They have, have had their fair share of struggles this season, but the, the New Year's presented a totally different mentality, in my opinion, uh, Brett. But, you know, what are you seeing in this team, and how exciting was that win yesterday against Dallas? Yeah, New Year, new Knicks, hopefully. Um, it looks like so far. So it was the R.J. Barrett show, and I've been saying that a lot recently. A lot of people have. Um, you know, I think we might look back, you know, towards the end of the season when we look back, this, you know, this stretch right here will really be a turning point in the season. Um, you know, potentially when we look back in years, this could be a turning point in RJ Barrett's career because he's shown potential, he's shown scoring ability, but you know, it's been up and down pretty much his whole career. You know, he's been solid, but his, his field goal percentage has been low. Um, you know, back to back 30 point games, the first Nick, the youngest Nick ever to have back to back 30 point games. Um, they beat a good Dallas team who was playing really good. They won a bunch of games in a row. Um, and you know, the Knicks have won seven of the last 10. That's not, you know, that's not, that's not something to brush off. That's a real number. Seven of their last 10, they're back to 500. It's sort of a new uh, lease on the season. They're back to 500. They've been through things. A lot of players have played crappy games or crappy stretches and turmoil with Randall and the fans, but we're back to 500 and, you know, things are good. Things are looking pretty good. I feel like we've kind of hit the restart button, right? I kind of feel like this team is rejuvenated, heading in the right direction. And I give RJ a lot of credit for that, right? Ever since his buzzer beater against Boston, he looks like a totally different player. Um, and, you know, looking at his statistics, I think last night he smashed the, the franchise record. He's the youngest player to have back-to-back 30-point performances, which is pretty damn impressive in my opinion. He's really showing us what he's capable of. Um, and it's, it wasn't just, you know, the last two games. It's been the last five games. He has 30-plus points three times in the last five games. Indiana, he had 32. San Antonio, 31. And then the last night against Dallas, 32 as well. He had 19 against Boston and then 13 in the first leg. We had the buzzer beater, which really sparked that um, exciting run. He in, in the month of January, he is legit a different player. I don't know what happened. I mean, Tom Thibodeau said after the game yesterday, he's been working really hard, but he's averaging 24.3 points, 24.3 points. That's the highest of his career by five or six, maybe even more than that. 5.2 rebounds, 3.3 assists, and he's shooting 50% from three-point range. I think he's confidence-based. What did you say he was averaging? Um, He's averaging 24 points per game, 5.2 rebounds, 3.3 assists, um, only two turnovers a game, and 50%. On this stretch? Yeah, in the month of January. In the month of January, okay. Yeah. Pretty damn impressive. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 really great. You know, we said that I think we said this last week. We kind of expected this team to have a one-two punch of Randall and RJ. Um, you know, every team sort of has a one-two punch, and they're not going to be one of the best one-two punches in the league. But you you sort of got to have that. Um, you know, those go-to scores early in the game, late in the game. Um, and you know what you said earlier. I think we're offline. Is that you know, Randall's been struggling a little, and, he, and he's had this thing with the fans, and RJ took 
you know, that this moment, one is a leadership moment to step up and be a leader of this team and two to really just win games. Um, you know, you see it on the court. He's, he's, he's aggressive. He's aggressive early. Um, you know, he's having fun. He's smiling. He's getting teammates involved. Um, so, you know, I can't say enough good things about RJ. Um, but really the whole starting lineup played well last night. Evan Fournier played good 13 points. He has been really solid the last five or six games. Um, I just pulled it up and this is his last six games, 13 points last night, 18, the game before 41, the huge game versus Boston that propelled us to a win. That was the RJ Barrett buzzer beater game. He had that weird zero point game versus the Pacers and 20 points before that. So five of his last six games, he's been playing good. And a stat for you when Evan Fournier's plus minus is in the plus Knicks are 13 and one, not that he's the most important player on the team, but he just sort of is that swing player, you know, he's a third or fourth scorer. And if he's scoring, it just, it makes the whole team that much better. It makes it easier for everyone else. Exactly. You know, I've actually been doing a little bit of research, trying to figure out why Evan Fournier struggled to start the year, right? In the month of January, it's only been five games, mind you. So a small sample size, but he's taken a tremendous step forward. You know, in Jan- in uh, December, November, he was averaging less than 13 points a game. He was super inconsistent, not trustworthy. His three-point shooting went down to 32.7% um, in December. January, though, his numbers have skyrocketed. Same with RJ Barrett. He's averaging 18.4 points per game, 3.8 rebounds, 1.8 assists. He's only turning the ball over 1.2 points per uh, times per game, which is a pretty solid number for him. He's shooting 52.6% from three-point range and 48.4% from the field. Now, I was looking at his advanced stats to try and figure out, you know, what have the Knicks been doing differently that's kind of thrown him off his game? Why has it taken him so long to adjust? And what I found was, He's not driving to the basket as much as he used to, right? When he was with Boston Orlando, he was a playmaker who they actually expected. They wanted him to drive to the basket, you know, make make plays um, with his aggression. And that's why his free throw percentage hovered around the 14 to 15% mark uh, um, on a year-by-year basis. But this year, it's dropped down to 8% or 7%. He's not getting to the line as much. And that's really, really been an interesting thing. And it has a lot of causation um, correlated to it. And, and what I found out was that the Knicks are asking him to just shoot three-point shots and not drive the basket. We've seen him have a couple of nice floaters here and there, but he's not drawing fouls from the free throw line. Most most free throws are coming from you're getting you're getting um, you know hits when you're driving to the basket, your heart, arm's getting hit, whatever it might be. Um, you're drawing fouls that way. Three-point attempts, usually you're not getting fouled on, right? That's It's an it's a anomaly. It's a rarity compared to two-point field goals. Um, so when you're looking at Fournier, they've been asking him to be a primary three-point shooter just take shots, and, and a lot of his his shots are coming off assists, which is something that they've tried to get him more in in, in um, kind of focused on. Don't be this kind of chuck and heave type of guy. Take good shots. Get in the right positions. It's taken him a couple months to realize how this team is supposed to be run and find his role in his groove. And I think he's finally hitting his stride now because he has chemistry. And with RJ Barrett dominating at this level, he's drawing so much attention. It's taking pressure off of Forney and Randall. And I think Forney is actually thriving because not as many uh, defenders are around him. He has a little bit more space to work with because RJ is being so aggressive inside. So defenses are collapsing. Um, that's kind of what I discovered from watching and looking at the statistics. So it's interesting to, to yeah. kind of look at. That. I, I like your I like your January January only stats. <laughs> you know, it's, you got, you got to sort of you know it is the most recent month, but you got to figure out you know what looks good and, and sort of really hope you know hope that these stats keep up with RJ and Fournier. Absolutely, um, because you know the, the Knicks will be a good team if these guys are playing good. Um, yeah, the whole starting lineup was really good. So I was looking at it. every player in the starting lineup was 
uh, plus 20 or more in the plus minus. And we've had all those games where, you know, you see the screenshots on Twitter about the, you know, the plus minus from the starters are negative and the bench are positive. Um, so it was nice to see the, the starters take care of business. And the game was, you know, it, it was close for a little while, but it was never really, I was never really worried about it. They came out hard. Um, you know, the garden was alive and, you know, it's a big win versus a good team. That's right. And and just to go a little bit more on RJ, he held Dallas shooters to yeah. 3 of 11 and Luka Doncic 2 of 8. I mean, he shot down Luka Doncic, which is their best player by a million miles and one of the best players in, in the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's insane. I just I just looked at the box score because I just felt like Luka didn't have much of an impact in the game. He, he got his 21 points and 11 rebounds and 5 assists, but Luka's always going to get his stats. You know, he, he never got going. He never, like, got his team going. He never got – there was never, like, a big, you know, fist pump or pump up from him. Um, you know, RJ was getting a lot of praise at the beginning of the season for his defense. Um, and I don't know if it fell off a bit or he was just a little, you know, you know, frustrated and maybe it impacted his defense. But you see it starting to pick up again. It's all sort of, you know, correlates into each other. When you're playing good and when – you know, the team's playing good. Your energy's higher. Um, so, yeah, it's a good point by you. He was great on Luka last night. Yeah, I mean, look, the one difference that I saw with this team was the energy levels, right? They looked energized, rejuvenated. They looked like they wanted to win. And they knew to stop Dallas, all you had to do was not let Luka Doncic go on a hot streak, right? All you have to do is stop him from getting hot, and you can win pretty pretty handily. And we saw that. And, and for the record... There was a couple fouls uh, from Quentin Grimes on Luka Doncic where he was just too, you know, just a little bit too close to him. I am totally fine with that. Don't let him hit shots. Make him go to the free throw line. Make him hit shots. Don't let him get uh, momentum. You know, getting in his face, getting in, in his grill and not letting him get um, clean shots off is how you stop guys like that. If you have a, a foul every now and then, totally fine. That's totally okay because free throws are never going to build momentum, right? It's those shots when he's falling back or he's hitting it off balance yeah. that gives him that little bit of energy, a little bit of spark. Um, and that can spark a hot streak and not letting him get that is, I think, ideal. And the, the Knicks did a tremendous job. Look, even the bench players, um, Quentin Grimes, I really like Quentin Grimes. I think he's a Great. phenomenal on-ball defender. I think he is aggressive. He has a couple of foul troubles every now and then, but I don't really care about that. It's part of the learning process. He's a, he's a rookie. Quick release. He takes shots. He's confident as hell. He takes shots. He doesn't hesitate. I think he's going to be a stud for this team moving forward. Yeah, he stepped into one last night. I think Passman Fournier, it was just fully confident step in trigger like quick release banged it home um and Tibbs definitely likes him he, he plays him he plays him some big moments um you know three and d's are are the way this lead is going at least for role players you fill out your roster with three and d guys um and also he had a great some good playmaking last game he had sort of a spin move on the baseline he got the ball to mitch um so he's gonna get more and more playing time and i think he's gonna be a big part of this team for years to come Absolutely. We have some really great young players and a lot of people before, you know, we sign off here, Brett, I want to ask you, we have the trade deadline coming up, right? February 10th, I believe it is. So Knicks have been connected to a myriad of players, um, whether it be Turner, whether it be Reddish or Jeremy Grant. Now, a lot of people saying they're going to have to give up a young piece to acquire a player of, of that magnitude. You know, Cam Reddish, I don't think I would give up anybody young for Cam Reddish just simply because we have guys his age. We have guys developing in our system and hitting the restart button. He's dealt with injuries last year. Um, he's been pretty healthy this year, but I still, I think that we, I'd rather stick with the guys that we have because they're a little bit younger and on the rookie deals. Um, so I'd kind of, kind of push him to the side for the most part, but 
when you're looking at Miles Turner, when you're looking at Jeremy Grant, both really effective, productive players, but they're getting paid a lot. So you have to find ways to clear cap space along with giving up a young player. Um, that's the problem. The Knicks need to identify a player who's not going to overcost them. Um, but, you know, if there's any young player that you'd have to give up, yeah. who do you think it'd be? So I think I'm a little different with you with these trades and most Knicks fans. I don't really want to make a trade at this deadline. Um, I know they don't have the roster to put them over the top, but I just, I really like all these young players. Um, maybe it's my heart over my head. Maybe I, I understand that, like, you know, Obi Toppins is not going to be a superstar, but at the same time, he's our guy. And I, I, there's something about our first rounders that I always like. You know, it's Obi, it's IQ. I think he's one great player and loves to play at the Garden and is a big time player. Um, we just talked about Grimes. Um, you know, I don't want to get rid of RJ. So it's a tough question. It, you know, if, if you're going to throw Mitch in there, like I like Mitch more than I think the average Nick fan. I think he's really good. But if it's something like Turner, you know, you're getting a little redundant. So if, you know, if, if it was going to be a Turner deal, I would say Mitch. I'm not that into Jeremy Grant. He had one really good season. He's getting paid a lot. I just, I think he might be more of a stats guy than a win player. You know, Detroit's awful. Um, it, it, Jeremy Grant's not my cup of tea. Right, and I think mostly that's because you'd have to give up Obi Toppin to get him because he's yeah. a power forward. So what are you going to have, three power forwards rotating? It's just not sustainable. You'd have to give up Obi Toppin a prospective deal. Um, that's the primary concern, right? Right. And like I, I, I believe what I just said. Not that I think Obi's going to be a superstar. I just think I like our own guys, and I like them continuing, and I like building the chemistry. You know, if it happens and we get a good guy that could put us, you know, make us more of a, a real, you know, contender, you know, I'm not going to be pissed, but at, at this point, I kind of want to prove with this roster and keep and keep on pushing. Oh, absolutely. I mean, look, there's a lot left to be done. There's still half a season left to play. Um, the Knicks are, are fighting. They're at 500. Now we can hit the restart button. As far as I'm concerned, the record is 0-0, zero, zero, right? It's, it is, yeah. zeros. <laughs> and now it's up to them. Same they same. get to create their own destiny. Um, and they get to create, they get to decide where they go from here. And I think that they've got some good pieces. They're hitting their stride right now. And, you know, if you've ever played fantasy football, any fantasy in your life, you know, it's never about how you start. It's always about how you finish, right? If your team starts out strong, you better believe your team's going to have you injured and rattled by the last week. You know, you always, well, just, my team sucked this year and I ended up winning the championship. Just look at the Knicks last year. They were 40 exactly. and 41 or 40, 40 like and 42. A game win streak. <laughs> and they got Derrick Rose and went and win streak. And Derrick Rose is coming back. You know, I know we're signing off now, so we'll talk about Rose more when he comes back. But just look at the Knicks last year. They, they got to rattle off some wins. Exactly. But guys, hope you enjoyed this Fireside Knicks episode. As always, make sure to like and subscribe below. And we'll catch you guys on the next one. Appreciate you, Brett. Um, and let's go Knicks. Bing bong. Let's go Knicks. Take care.